Hello, everybody. This is Ricardo Deacon coming to you through the magic of the internet. Uh, <laughs> I am here with my colleague and co-presenter of the recommendation game. Orla Magnitas. Uh, we are Film of the Week podcast where we take turns to pick a movie that the other person hasn't seen. Then we watch them separately and meet to discuss them. You're listening to Dublin Digital Radio. Happy Monday. <laughs> uh, if you're listening live. If not, happy whatever day. <laughs> It could be Monday, so I don't know. I don't like Mondays. Uh, Tell me why. <laughs> <laughs> this week's film uh, was chosen by Orla. It is uh, Akeli uh, Querido Mes de Agosto, or in English, oh. Our Beloved Month of August. Very important question, Ricardo. Did yeah. you watch this with subtitles? Of course. I don't understand fucking Portuguese from Portugal. <laughs> they might as well be fucking... Like, once I... Funnily enough, I was watching a... There's a channel, uh, like a, a channel kind of <clears throat> a sports conglomerate of channels that are from the Middle East that they show mm-hmm. sport, like football, or whatever, like Champions League. And I was watching uh, uh, one of those channels and it was in Portuguese. And for about 20 minutes, I didn't realize it was in Portuguese <laughs> until they said that it was, <laughs> they said a word that I recognized. <laughs> like, I, I would like with this was like 50 50 mm. that i needed the subtitles just as a crutch but even when I, I lived in brazil like it's notoriously difficult for brazilians to understand uh it's like almost like if you're american you go to like the backyards of cork or something <laughs> you know what i mean that is uh, yeah. it's the same language but only technically <laughs> you know i haven't done the old person and i would say that about cork people uh, not to alienate Cork people, but I'm fairly sure, according to SoundCloud, that no Cork person has ever listened to our podcast. Yeah. So, or maybe uh, we only get to the tip. We've uh, we've left, like maybe we've got some audience members that left Cork, but they're Corkonians. <gasps> they never leave Cork. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, the film is directed by Miguel Gomes, produced by Sandro Aguilar and Luis Urbano. Starring Sonia Bandera and Fabio Oliveira. Cinematography by Hui Posas. Film editing by Telmo Chuhu and Miguel Gomez. And the synopsis, which I on purpose didn't put into yours because it is it is tasty. It's very tasty. Bring it, bring it, bring it. Uh, Quite possibly uh, the worst one that we had so far because it is... That's a strong claim. In no way describes the movie. <laughs> They're my favorite. It is very short as well. It's only a line okay, and a me, bit. Me. In the heart of the Portuguese mountains, a father, daughter and cousin return home to share a love of music. What? Yes. <laughs> I mean... Can we, I'll repeat all right. that. <laughs> In the heart of the Portuguese mountains, a father, a daughter and cousin... Like, like, cousin of whom? <laughs> Doesn't even make sense grammatically. Return home to share a love of music. The daughter's already there. The father lives there. If it is the cousin, the cousin is the son of the brother of, like, oh, fuck off. Uh, I had a minor brain fart when I read Good that. Lord. And I was in a bit of a rush, but I... I thought uh, this need, I need to give time uh, to be yeah. outraged at this. Yeah, like but <laughs> what is that from IMDb or Wikipedia? Well, it's where I usually get it, which is Google. The, uh, like I find because <clears throat> to be consistent for one, 
is the IMDb most of them are kind of written by yeah, users you, yeah okay and sometimes uh, reviews too much sometimes reviews too little but I like to be like consistent yes. across the board yes and then also because we got little nuggets like this yeah, you know little... every so often oh, I looked at it and I was like you know like in cartoons when you see like a sparkle like that it goes like bling and it makes the sound you know that it could be anything that is not valuable but because it is valuable for the character they go like bling okay so without further ado Orla first of all can you explain what the movie actually fucking is and then can you um well like in a few words well like more than the fucking synopsis okay um, and also can you explain why you chose it okay well it's a drama documentary hybrid ostensibly about uh a filmmaker and his crew attempting to make a movie and then getting well sidetracked let's say um uh, kind of following the lives and the the stories and the legends and the uh the of this kind of region of italy it's kind of across different towns kind of touring around different areas and everything and all these different people and they're all very like loosely tied together by location or you know what are you why are you smiling what <laughs> you looked like you were smiling um but uh yeah I, what's funny yeah like this it's one of these films that when it's described it sounds like like a haughty art house mess like it's an art project not a film um which i think is a fair criticism like this is not a conventional approach to narrative uh and it shouldn't work but i think it does um like our discussion on the arbor kind of gave me the confidence to make this movie um oh i think like the arbor is more ambitious it had still it has a clearer narrative than this does this is like a whole other kettle of fish let's say fish river Mm. um but uh yeah like this it's a film that's kind of held together by like a very kind of specific rhythm like a very a very like portuguese rhythm and like the love just like despite everything like that is shown here um of the director and his country kind of becomes really clear um like he doesn't shy away from kind of like you know the darker elements of of this place of the people like there's an awful lot of racism in this good lord um and then obviously like you know good hefty dose of incest but um anyways um yeah you get kind of like the sense of discovery of kind of like the, of this guy like of go it's like you know the, the imagine going to your hometown and making a film about it and then realizing kind of like like suddenly discovering all the other things that are there um there was a really great guardian article uh, in the last week about um the top 10 books about strange towns um where like i can't remember the name of the writer but he's like it was kind of off the back of sharp objects and you know there's been loads of articles and stuff but um really really good list but uh he's sort of like talking about small towns and how their civilization in miniature and they're likely to reveal their logical lapses and quirks quickly and i was like i kept thinking of that and like you know the idea of like fictional towns and how they allegorize like nations and eras and how these are kind of real places and real people but it's also story and uh, you know it's he's kind of blending all these things together <clears throat> uh, and it made me think a lot of um uh mustang and dogtooth as well <coughs> with the kind of the rural hills in summer and like you know people and like particularly teenagers and young people like lazing around the kind of like the palpable boredom and the heat and everything and the, the very end of summer that this is like the last hurrah um but i feel like the film kind of 
you've no idea what it is and where it's going and if there is any direction to it and if that you know you kind of just get carried along in this this rhythm of it and it ends up becoming like one of the stories that the locals are telling like where like there's a oh, you know an awful lot of different instances where people are telling these legends and stories about different people and um, returning to the same legend and the same story of one particular person and like it becomes so saturated in like myth and tradition it becomes like like the stories that becomes richer with the telling um and it kind of like um it, it kind of it, it's unvarnished i think but when like encapsulates sort of like the chaos of, of like humor of real life but like while also being incredibly constructed it's like this this like hybrid is the best word for anything um but uh yeah it, it i find this film like warm but fucking fascinating at the same time like just how he manages to weave this like this patchwork together um it's also just really funny um like there's a lot of humor in this like accidental humor planned humor scripted humor unscripted humor um like i just love and like some of the editing is really hilarious like just cutting to certain things like there's a, one of my favorite cuts is whenever he cuts to the guys with the drums <laughs> and they're just there and it's like your man's just telling the story and they're just standing there with these massive drums it's like and it oh it's just it's so it's so perfect and like the whole thing of like the the legend of like the night of as they describe it the night of the balls um, <laughs> but now it's codfish <laughs> you know it's like so it's just the kind of thing that is completely ridiculous. Um, also, like, never thought I'd like a sound guy so much. But uh, <clears throat> a constant motif of the sound guy showing up just, like, with his microphone pointed at things. And then, like, that coming full circle at the end. And, like, just fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, I love as well, like, the, there's just the... There's something really particularly rugged about mountains as well. Like, not just, like, rural areas, but, like, the mountains and the rivers and, like, the... the cla- like there's so much swimming and, like, the claustrophobia of swimming somewhere like that. Of, like, where, like, the water's dirty and there's overhanging trees and, you know, you can almost, like, hear the flies. And, you know, it kind of made a little bit of stranger by the lake, but not as much because the lake is a very open thing. You know what I mean? And, like, this is this is so kind of, like, ingrained and there's lots of, like, people driving and, like, the, the fire station and everything... <coughs> the, like the the fire truck going up and down these narrow little roads and um yeah i just i find this such a fascinating film and and like it's not one of those that like even if you do hate it you surely will have things to talk about so uh ricardo without further ado our first portuguese movie what did you think well first of all i want to mention that uh it reminded me a lot an awful lot about home kind of um uh, both my child in Brazil and Uruguay. Yeah, I didn't wonder about that. Uh, number one is like the heat, obviously, but also that kind of uh, arid eucalyptus tree kind of environment with rivers and lakes and that small town mentality also that is like some people are just referred to by the nickname that nobody remembers how he got it. Yeah. Nobody knows. Like I remember there was like a a guy around the corner was a fisherman in Brazil. His name was the German. And it's like, there was no German blood in him. It was like, uh, probably like mix of different things, Brazilian, whatever. And some European somewhere. Yeah. You, you asked him, it's like, Oh, why did they call you the German? And he's like, I don't know. Like, like it, it's, it's been like so long. Like the dude was like 50 or whatever, but also that kind of, face that you can tell like uh, that all you can do in that town is to drink 
Yeah. And um, I find that that's very common in small towns. So, and also it did it even more remind me of home when they start playing music. That a lot oh, of it yeah, is sorry. Brazilian that music. That was the other thing that the the constant like with the, the rhythm, not just of the theme, but also of the music tying the whole thing together. Yeah, the the music, especially <laughs> the the one that your man is doing the karaoke. Yeah. That is a Roberto Carlos song, yeah. not the football player. Not to be confused with the robber fly- Sorry, football player. Sorry, because I was about to get confused there with the football player. Well, I don't know, like maybe some DDR listeners are <laughs> a big fan of the Brazilian national team circa 96 to 2007 or something. I'd say they all are, yeah. yeah. Uh. yeah. He had a, a very uh, cultured left foot, as they would say. But um, like uh, like he's singing the, the, the song about the Virgin Mary that's like, Nossa Senhora, no. And it's like, uh, I even like remembered it. And like my mom walked into the kitchen while I was uh, watching this. It's like, what the fuck are you watching? <laughs> because obviously it's like some dude doing karaoke. So I was like, what are you watching karaoke? It's like, no, but, but that made him a star. Yes. Uh, in general, I enjoyed this movie. But uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I cried watching this movie. And for all the wrong reasons. Because the movie was like about to become my favorite movie that we've done in the podcast, regardless of wh- who picked it, <laughs> until they started showing the movie that is the movie. Uh-huh. And I thought that that was a piece of shit. So I absolutely started crying. I'm going like, why? You thought why? it was a piece of shit, really? Yeah, like the, because they get all this tapestry of, uh, of like, complex of like different like this absolute texture of the people and the part that you can tell like one for one that it was lifted from the stories that he made that he discovered or inspired by that or whatever is like yeah that works but the whole incest thing and the like being cousins and like the father uh the mother that is like even like the half joke half you don't know if it's the joke that the (laughs) father thinks that she's abducted by aliens (laughs) and then it's like some joke that your man doesn't like belgians because maybe the wife left with the with a belgium guy so much racism and i'm like okay there were moments i'm not gonna say that there weren't but it's it didn't even come close to living up to what preceded it. Mm. Even to the moment, like when it's transitioning between one and the other, it's still so interesting that you're sh- shown a scene and then shown the actors discussing how the so dialogue has the been two changed. Lads chatting. Yeah, like I really love that. But then it becomes just a movie, you know, and it lo- loses yeah. all the the interest. Uh, uh, that the, the other things brought that it was not only like the texture but it was almost like you said where is it going but also there was like a very clear thematic thorough line that he was going for mm. and it almost feels that he was forced to finally make the movie that he was sent to do almost not saying that that happened but it feels like it yeah. because then it becomes kind of shoehorn the script and also to be honest like the performances are not great because they're not an actor so so like but not non-actors that have a naturalistic kind of it's that the the film is I also she was good she was good but like the 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 especially the the father let's oh, the say father's or, terrible, or, yeah. like the two fathers are terrible <coughs> the guy that is like the drummer he's 
has his moments like uh, he's charismatic but i thought that it's more that the script is so melodramatic mm. that it has no play like if the film was just a quiet afterwards because it's still like it has about an hour of the film like this film is quite long and about an hour mm. of it is the film like quote unquote and i think that if it had been like just a quiet retrospective kind of like ideal coming of age story about mm. love or whatever like make the complications of the area like they mention throughout the rest of the film don't be like doesn't need to be black and white or whatever like not every character has to be good or whatever but not as fucking melodramatic and completely left field and also there's no need for it from what preceded it you know like at no yeah. point you're going oh yeah this this air is ripe with pedophiles and, uh, I and don't, uh, incest. The way I read it was that it's his take on the crazy stories that, and like, especially like the whole aspect of like the woman running off and it being like everyone tells a different tale about why she ran off and the fact, you know what I mean? Like the way the. But like that in, in itself wasn't <laughs> like, that was just adding to the rest. Let's say <laughs> if that was that, I have no problem. It's kind of yeah. like small town gossip kind of thing that it could be anything that is like she got murdered and he dropped it in the river because she's not there or whatever, you know? <laughs> As in like the people just gossip because they have nothing else to do you know yeah. uh but considering the um it made me feel really uncomfortable but not in a good way as like not necessarily like not in a way that i think the director was intending it to mm. be made me feel uncomfortable because they're also they're like non-actors and like i felt almost in a in a way the um, i don't know it's also, like anything that came after, yeah, but they're not really so, related, though. So yeah, at least the script is presented. Like even if you had those storylines, if it had been a little bit more, even adventurous as like as adventurous thematically in st- in a storytelling sense, it, it becomes mm. like a straight story, and it's like all this interesting kind of format and. Uh, I thought that it, like he had like to start weaving the film within the film and still be telling the stories. Yeah. You know, I feel that especially when you get to it and the film is nowhere near as good as what preceded it. Like I would have been happy with the film being an hour and a half and cut when the movie actually started. Mm. Like I would have been completely happy with that. But up to the point, I was like, I want more. Yes, there's another hour, and then I started going like, no. Oh, <gasps> No, I'm really disappointed you for you. And then, like the part at the end, like uh, again, I love that. I love yeah. all the meta, like the parts that you don't know what's constructed and what's oh, the not. The bit at the end is so good. Yeah, it's one of my favorite endings because it's just so. It's your man, just like yeah. Well, you know, maybe I, you know, I like it this way and you like it that way, but like I'm not gonna be able to do it for you this and way. And then it's like, <laughs> it's like uh, I think we're talking about two different things here. Like I really, really, really yeah. enjoyed that part, but then like. The for one uh, I mentioned that like one of my favorite things was the cinematography. I think they're oh. using Ari Flex cameras that Jesus, from the seventies. Fucking amazing shots in this. So like um, the cinematography looks like it's something out of the seventies, yeah. and then but because they have it is phones. I love yeah, it. or like the um, uh, electric windmill yeah. appears, or cars, or the motorcycles, 
And I really enjoyed the use of music and, yeah. and everything, even through like the film, film part. And it reminded me, especially when they're walking around mm. like the town, even the way that then they start shooting because it's no longer it's like stuff that has been blocked, you know, like yeah. it, it loses that. Immersive, and it starts looking like a shittier version of Call Me By Your Name, you know, the, the cobblestones and everything else. <laughs> You know, like the, it's just a slightly overlit, slightly kind of filling off. That it's like, it's oh, stagey, it's yeah. filmy, yeah. And then, especially since the beginning, more than anything else, it reminded me of like some Werner Herzog documentaries, like yeah. Fata Morgana oh my God, and stuff like yes, that. Yes. I was just expecting him to him just being in the bar, like that is not not even like called attention to. You know, the, it's just like one of the foreign guys sipping a giant pint. Oh, Kurosmaki, because Kurosmaki has yeah. like a, a resort in Portugal somewhere, <laughs> so like a, a bar, an entire resort. No, he has a bar. Like, oh, that would have been amazing. Oh my God. You know, Kurosmaki. Land or I so would I think. go there every year. <laughs> it's like Banksy Land. Yeah, Banksy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I really, I'm really disappointed. I kind of get what you mean because it is overly dramatic, or melodramatic rather. Um, but I think I kind of bought it because I like the two, the two kids so much, and even though it's like incredibly problematic because they're cousins. I kind of I enjoyed I enjoyed their interaction. I I kind of liked you know it is a little bit like a shittier call by your name, but in a much more condensed space. But I think that's that, another problem that I think that if the film had dedicated two and a half hours yeah, to tell been, that story, yeah. that would have been okay because it doesn't become like oh here and this and then this and then this and then that or whatever, and then it becomes like we're in love. For yeah. the the rest. Of the, the other parts of the film, I always felt that there was something going on outside. Like yeah. if they were in the bar, like you could imagine that, like you could almost hear oh, the conversation God. of two lads. Those there. two guys when they're in the bar and then they just go and they sit on the balcony. Yeah. It's one of my favorite yeah, shots. More it's so good. It's just like their conversation is just bullshit. They're just bullshitting each other. And it was like... very difficult. Somebody that has just quit smoking oh, to yeah. watch this movie. Sorry, like, they sorry, smoke sorry. so much. It's enough. very, very hard to recommend a movie where people don't smoke. Yeah. <laughs> like... Especially when you... Well, like, uh, if you go, like, the last 10 years is a little bit easier. Yeah, but okay. if you go... When it became so taboo. Yeah. <laughs> Which, ironically, is the name of the first film that Miguel Gomez directed. Oh. Yeah, you're right, actually. Like, uh, I I did, I had seen uh, the first part of his version of Arabian Nights, yeah. which is not very good. Mm. So I was kind of really I... surprised in the beginning going like, this is unbelievable. The domino scene kind oh of thing. Oh my God, it's, it's so like... great. But I just love him with the hat. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the, the guy's like coming in like, what are you doing? It's like, it's for the credits. The producer, yeah. <laughs> I really enjoy how badly acted those parts are as well. Almost oh on purpose, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, it's when they're just... the two girls are asking for the role in the movie, <laughs> they're like playing wait, the game. Wait, 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 wait. He's going to go now. You can't talk to him. Oh, it's so good. You, you just hold it in your palm. You, you just barely touch it with your thumb, and it's so good. And that like the thing about like the the fire watch thing oh, and everything. Oh god, the shots of that are amazing. There's an amazing game, video game, one of those like uh, modern art games that are very into storytelling. That is yeah. amazing. Called Firewatch. <laughs> that is literally that you're in a fire tower. That you're in a fire tower, 
and the only person that you're talking to is this woman that you never see in the game who's in the fire tower across the way in the mountains so like uh, you're in the woods or whatever and they're like there's like a mystery as well like the like things are happening or whatever and the the you Who you hear whatever games? i would play those games that you're like walking uh, you you do like a round and you go back and your fire tower has been like rummaged through and you're like what is going on or whatever and then yeah. there's like your radio starts losing it's so cool it's like, like that episode of sabrina shout out to james and it has a really cool like um art direction and like this reminded me so much of it because yeah. it's very much that also like talking about how people that do firewatch are usually damaged people yeah. that need to get out of society and everybody says the same excuse i'm either writing a novel or i just want to read a lot <laughs> and it's like and it's like surprising that this is like fucking portugal and the other thing is like in america and it's a video game and it's like almost word by word the same kind That's of dialogue so funny. And I, like uh, it gave me like good good feels about that. <laughs> I also really liked how when they're interviewing uh, people, you you only see them every so often, like not really. And then mm. like that meta part that is like the part about the procession. It was the actor telling yeah. him, and I was yeah. like, oh, I didn't know it was being recorded. Yeah. And it's so good, and it's like, why couldn't you just like either like leave it? Like almost like I'm almost going like to say that I'm gonna watch this again and pretend that the second half doesn't exist and just like finish the movie. That's it. And also the movie started with chickens for like a, a long time, and I had no idea what this movie was about. And I was but like, I did Orla like, just fucking pick like a chicken? Like I'm just trolling you. Yeah. Um, no, like what I love is like there's no credits or anything. You're just like boom chickens, chickens. <laughs> and then like a fox going around the outside. And then it's started thinking of like chickens in different languages is like gazina bojo kurita um yeah just uh, going I, oh, before i forget actually just the the whole fire tower thing like that that there's one really long panning shot that is absolutely beautiful like it just goes on for ages and like that I think works so well about the first half of the movie is the fact that he lingers on certain shots and cuts at other points and cuts like straight through audio as well and then the other times blends. It's just he and like he's down there as the credit for the editing as well so I'm assuming he had kind of a pretty big hand in this but like just to think of the fact that they clearly just went out and started shooting shit and doing interviews and that they were able to like pare it down to what it is that it gets oh. Yeah that's what it it was a very very great portrait of an area and i I could feel like oh the radio station just like beyond me i could feel like almost like a sixth sense (laughs) like imagine richard fitzsimmons watching this movie (laughs) just drooling going poetic documentary (laughs) poetic documentary there is nothing but mountains rivers and swimming Uh, for the first 10 minutes of the shit, I was like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe if I hang on enough, there'll be more like meta shit. <laughs> you know, like, it, 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 they come back, but like for two minutes at the fucking end, like, I, I, I say it, it should be a sin if a coming of age story doesn't make you cry when they say goodbye in a bus station. That is like, it's in every single coming of age story. 
No, I was like, oh yeah, she's staying back with the pedophile. <laughs> you didn't think that was sad? Well, like, it's, the movie doesn't really fucking go into it that much. Like, your man, like, the the cousin forgets him pretty much after he saves his life. It's like, Yeah, oh, the cousin oh. character isn't great. Or then, like, when you, like, just say, <coughs> say shit or, like, well, do, also the, the fact that the, the, the daughter is kind of, like, kind of cool about it. <coughs> the, the, the movie doesn't really, you know what we say, that it's, like, calling attention to something is not in, good enough is not good enough and also it's like you call attention to it but then you just don't explore it it's worse than not doing anything <laughs> you know it's like I, if okay, you create like a feminist you. character and then it's just like she's just a feminist character it's like you're not being feminist you're just being a cunt you're just like ticking a box going oh but we had a feminist character like the one the one you know like every other fucking character is a dude and then you have like you know like in action movies that they go like we get the, the one woman that is like she wears she oh, gets to wear pants she's sparky yeah she gets they're to wear tight pants, pants but they're yeah. pants and she can beat the shit out of everybody else except uh, to tom cruise obviously yeah like i called the tom cruise as a like a generalization of well except the, for emily yeah. Blunt and edge of tomorrow but that's why yeah. the movie is so great yeah um, but then also is that emily blunt if you remember beats the shit out of him before training him but then it's still tom cruise that has to save the world uh, because of love yeah um <laughs> because she couldn't fucking figure it out because she's a woman and she is doesn't it that she's a woman or is it because she's not tom cruise that's a different thing i think yes i think it's a bad I, example but we'll take yeah, it she doesn't run fast enough the little arms run against the facts of you life to tom run you, run. <laughs> run you have to run like a five seven man uh <laughs> Um, well I wish the people followed me in the same way as the crew of of Top Gun to make Kelly McGillis which is 6 foot 3 <laughs> make look the same height as Tom Cruise I wish that like I mean the effort that's a whole that's a third of the budget right yeah. there just the, the particular type of steady cam that I, does not I need sidewalks that are just next to like a gently slanted grassy no <laughs> that i can walk in the grass and then other people in the in the sidewalk yes uh yeah no i was just gonna say that uh uh i kind of do i do agree with you to a certain extent that obviously there is a part of this this is that is brilliant and there's a part of this that is not as good but um what i did enjoy was the introduction of the two actual real people who then play the two kids particularly fabio because it's just like this yeah. is Fabio. He's good at everything. Especially because coach. his name is Fabio. <laughs> know, yeah. I, like all I could think was when the fucking model Fabio got hit with a, by a seagull in a roller coaster. <laughs> what? The, have you heard the story? No. That he opened a roller coaster in Disney, and because An it's actual like, Fabio. Yeah, for some reason it's like I don't He's know what it says the... about the nineties. That Fabio <laughs> was like good. the nadir celebrity to open like a Disney roller coaster, and he opened it. And when he was doing the first ride, he was like in the first row and he got smacked in the face by a pigeon. Like the pigeon died or whatever, <laughs> because it's like smacking Fabio in the nose is like fucking hitting the, the nose of George a Washington bo- and a Botox, Rushmore. A Botox factory. Um, His nose is like granite. OK, but like he just came out. Like he had like a broken nose. He had a broken nose. Like he's like this fucking roller coaster sucks. And all I could think when it's like Fabio. So like Fabio is such a shitty name for someone. He, 
I, I think it's been like uh, no uh, taken over by to any Fabios out there. Yeah. Well, yes, because uh, there's fifty so bucks many... and we got a deal, Fabio. Uh... <laughs> like I, I actually like the scene as well when they meet like as actors and it's so awkward. Oh my or god, whatever. it's beautiful. They're like it's like a band practice and they're standing outside. I really kick her. No, it's a band practice. Yeah, and it's just glorious because he's just like talking, 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 talking. And he's like, oh, and uh, what about you? And I also love how like Miguel Gomez obviously fucking just fanned Fabio's ego by making him like a really crap guitarist meant to be like a genius. Like when they're like in the in the audition, they couldn't be more a teenage band, you know. The, that one that there's like an ounce of talent. No, but they do it kind of subtly where you don't actually whenever you hear them playing, but then you see them, he's already stopped. Yeah. So you think that it's the other person and the other guy keeps going, so it's like, oh it's that guy that's shit it's like being nice to fabio yeah but then i love that then later whenever it's like in the actual movie um there are some like really great shots i love that whenever the electricity goes out <coughs> in like when they're in the garage and like um fabio's there and uh it cuts to the dog it's <laughs> so good and he but there's a great shot of him going along just unplugging all yeah. the fans because the whole room is just fans <laughs> those are the only fans they have uh, <coughs> but yeah no the use of music in this is like you know it's good whenever this is not my type of music at all i don't really have any like you know it's very show bandy i don't really have any connection to this kind of music and like at the start like in the opening when you're kind of like oh this is kind of kitschy and fun and by the end of it you're like like you know it's so good like you're just waiting for the next track and it's like listening to the lyrics like what is the meaning behind these songs i think more than anything is um it's a testament of his uh, ability to capture a place. Mm. Because when I go back to Uruguay, I listen to cumbia, which is like the traditional Uruguayan music. Mm. Because it just fits. It just feels you know? right. It's like I never would fucking put it on. And I can only listen while driving. <laughs> like if I drive down the countryside and I fucking listen to some Rodrigo or something like fucking like going just, you know, smacking the... Like windows down, fucking just smacking and going, like nodding around, feeling the hot air hitting your face, your hair. Not cooling down at all. Yeah, yeah, that is just like the idea, uh, like at least it's like moving kind of thing. (laughs) And uh, and that moment is like it's the same with this music. Like like sometimes I listen. I still have a couple of CDs that I brought from Brazil. Like these, uh, how old these CDs are. And sometimes when it's really hot in the summer, I just feel the urge of putting them on and going like, I know it's crap. I know that it has like this crappy kind of like 90s production. Yeah, that it's... Things that still come on like that, the the original CDs. Like like shit that would make like fucking Britney Spears early output be like sound like if it was produced by Phil Spector, you know? (laughs) Wasn't it? No, like this shit that has like early style uh, keyboards of like saxophones kind of thing that is like (laughs) like that everybody every song tries to be either fucking johnny cash but 90s (laughs) or or abba but country (laughs) but um yeah, like the music also was one of the elements that kind of brought me back. I think that, I, <clears throat> but ah, oh, such a good kind of 
portrait of an area like yeah. the characters they get your man that keeps jumping the bridge and nobody can get the story straight what happened to him so or the bad. moroccans is like what happened to the goddamn <laughs> moroccans like uh, he says he has to go to court but the moroccans aren't here it's like <laughs> and there's one guy that killed me because is that i say mahokinos mm. uh the, the the dutch guy that was mm. living there he mentions the Moroccans once, but he calls them Moracas. It made me giggle. I like that they had like the shittiest translator ever. That like the translator, as a translator, I meant to stay out of the way. <laughs> Your man is like, oh, this place is perfect. And she goes, oh, he says it's perfect. Besides all the racism. <laughs> Miguel is like, oh, did he say that? And she's like, no, no. I just added that at the end. It's like, ask him. It's like, do you think it's racist? No, no, it's great. <laughs> I love because he's like, it's perfect, it's perfect, it's it's beautiful, it's it's like heaven on earth, and she's just like, mm, apart from the racism. <laughs> and she's like, oh yeah, it's because uh, I'm opinionated because anybody that is not from around here has to be is considered opinionated. <laughs> just like, <laughs> well, I got the feeling that they knew each other that she wasn't just like a no, but like uh, she lives there. Yeah. But yeah. her point was that if you're oh, yeah, not yeah, from no. there, no, and no, you I criticize mean, the place. Just that she's not a translator. You know what I mean? That she just like is his friend and was like, okay, yeah. you act as translator kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that scene though, because they're clearly in just like a complete shithole of a club as well. I love like, I love like all the pubs they're in. I love like the printing press. Like, oh god, just the scenes whenever they're like making the paper and everything and it's like putting the stickers onto the paper it was just like oh yes Jesus, like i was expecting that there'd be two fucking headlines of like hitler rolling into poland or something you know like <laughs> everything, the way that they're doing, everything like, done by hand like yeah. literally your man's like you know folding it into the front page and then like passing it fucking on fucking gutenberg call like <laughs> oh god it's so funny well yeah oh there's so many great moment even just the moments in the movie movie they're like great when they're, he's just like riding the motorcycle yeah and going past people and you get a feeling on the place and it's like this is as good as what I came like, if it was that like when they were in the river in the lake river or whatever that before he would linger you yeah. know and then here is kind of like oh you meet because it becomes a script yeah. like yours because they're non-actors as well that they're not trained into improvisation yeah that they're not going to continue and get the moment when the moment needs to keep going and it's not in the script i did like though um the scene when they're walking along the, the road like when they kiss and like that felt kind of natural to me yeah they're smacking each other whatever it's like oh that's cute but like uh, but like whatever but what well like as well it's like what preceded it it's kind of like so like Oh, I was just like, uh, and also like even within that, the character motivations is just like all over the fucking place. <laughs> it's just literally if you like, you almost could get the missing wheels because obviously there was a bigger script in there somewhere oh, for yeah. what they were supposed to be filming instead of <coughs> like going off to do their their thing, you know. Oh God, the scene though where um. Mm. They have like the bit of the like terror script where it's like the old lady that's acted in it and everything. And she like she's better than anyone who's in the yeah. actual movie. She's so good. And then they see her later. She's like, like, I had a stroke. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you wouldn't know. You're so young. You're so beautiful. It's so much more life to live. Um, but what that made me think of was. Um, Isn't it sad that considering it's been 10 years, she's probably dead right now? Did you have to say that? like it's this movie like when it's good yeah. it's about the permanence like well, in permanence yeah. of time and how 
goes by and you think you're because the same as Paul the guy that keeps jumping it's like mm. you can see him being like by one of the bars that he already sits there but now he's kind of like from roots you know yeah and he just holds court when i was young see these nails i fucking put these nails yeah. on or whatever you can see the timeline um, like yeah. before and out like and afterwards yeah he saw oh god his interview is so great because i love that he's kind of sitting there and then he just smiles and he's got like a tooth missing or something and he, he's like super cute and he's just like oh let me tell you the story like oh it's so great i love like a, your man that is like <laughs> building him up like if he was a superhero <laughs> yeah paul He's a river kid, you know. He He's knows. the river king. That's like how they present him, like fucking with the security yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, He's like watching. He's guarding the river. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that guy so much. And I love that he's such a constant, like, mood. like he keeps like, reappearing as well. Like, also, the whole thing when they're... Is, he, is it him or his mate that, like, uh, his wife, like, his girlfriend disappeared with the kid? Like, he's like... The, it's one of the two dudes that they drink uh, wine oh, at the table yeah, no, when they're I, in I the bar. Know. Yeah, yeah. Then your man is like, "Oh, my wife disappeared with the kid. One it day, kid's great. gonna show up." Yeah, oh yeah. Like he starts saying, like, to, that the barman was trying to buy the kid off him, like, and the barman is like, "Shut up! I don't want to go to jail." <laughs> but like the other guy is just like, "Yeah, I don't know. No kids. No woman's showing up yet. Anyways, life is good." <laughs> fuck off you haven't fucked anybody like <laughs> yeah i know you're like mm, yeah all those ladies um some of the best like storytelling not just around like um about like the, the river king or whatever is like um the older couple whenever they're talking about like oh, yeah. where they met and he's like talking about it's like what age you what age you i'm 61 <laughs> and they're like what are you just like they're talking about like their kids it's like well, what age are you and <laughs> you Oh god, it's so funny because it's the way they're placed as well. That he's in the foreground, yeah. she's in the background. Just... That, that reminded me of like the awkwardness that only Herzog gets out oh, of yeah, the interview. Yeah, yeah. It reminded me of like the the mortuary guy in a Grizzly Man going like this, like giving your one the watch, and it's like this is what Timothy was wearing when the attack so happened. Crazy. Like he was gnarled by whatever. Yes, just keep going. It's like I am. Like, he looks like Steve Carell's, like, blood mask brother kind of thing, you know, like, discount Steve Carell, like, well, uh, with this movie, it was also, like, with the, the old people there that you were mentioning, uh, it's like, the awkwardness is, like, until she, I, I, I've dated nicer women, but she, she caught me. She, she got her hooks into me. I couldn't escape anymore. The story of the man with the axe. <laughs> I well, just love it. <laughs> And then you also have the, the, the fucking, for him, that is like, I, I, I'm a well-traveled person. I've been all over these mountains. <laughs> it's like you'd expect him to say, I've been to Hong Kong or something. Like, the, like it was no. part of the Merchant Navy. It's like, no, I went like, like he's like started to explain how like the prefectures work. And I was like, dude, I knew more before you started talking. <laughs> like, this has confused me even more. I don't understand. <laughs> and then you have the the, oh, the characters and the places yeah. and the, then the shitness that comes afterwards you know like it literally felt like the you know when you eat a really spicy indian meal yeah and you go like i'm gonna pay for this later on but when it's like surprise poo this was surprise poo when it just came you're like just sitting there i feel perfect and then like two seconds later i need to poo and it's not gonna be pretty 
this is what I felt watching this movie. And I was so disappointed oh because like truly was the first half of it. I was like, this is better than either. This is better than any other. Like it was my favorite thing because I, I but like even considering like all the sacred cows that I picked. Yeah. Like any film kind oh, of thing. Holy fuck. But like I was liking it that much because there's something like so many times we've discussed about like place and memory mm, and music or whatever but oh. it's like it's like the first half is like designed for ricardo to love you know like <laughs> just like adventurous enough to be uh kind of interesting in the in a theoretical way you know mm. but also a very well structured and good storytelling that make it like makes a riveting to to follow this does kind of make me think of like whenever we were watching wings of desire and how like the opening where they're just in the library and it's so great and i would have watched the entire movie that was just that but instead we had to have the stupid angels um (laughs) yeah i do i do get what you mean whenever like something encaptures something so perfect and then shit (laughs) and also because it it is so much time that you're with it if it was Mm. only like 10 minutes and then it changed if it was like like the tree of life or something like Terrence Malick that it mm. just like changes every 20 minutes mm. it's like okay I, I'd be on board but also I had to endure a fucking hour of the other shit you know like that it's like it may and if it was only only a little bit better mm. like I would have like given a pass it because could, of the it could be like I'm thinking about like if this was even like you know, a mile closer to Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. How amazing this entire thing would it be. And like, I still think it's really great. But yeah, I think I do agree with you. Yeah. Also like the the wounds kind of thing of the fire. For one, it made no sense that scene. They go yeah, in to see and suddenly really need bizarre. a rescue. It's like they're firefighters all over the place. <laughs> and it's suddenly like the fucking pedo needs to be rescued. And it's like the one person that like the... the like I I can't stress enough how badly handled that is. Like I've described other moments in other films that are like mishandled situations completely, <laughs> but this like fucking took the, the like it took the cookie. What is the expression? Took the cake. It took the cake. Like took oh the my cheesecake. I was like watching. And I was like no, no. No, it was like a fucking kid, like, you know, you can see the kid go like, oh, I want a piece of chocolate. And the kid had already like fucking 12 chocolates. He's like, you're slapping his hand, go like, no, stop it. I can't wait until Ricardo's a parent. Uh, no. No, you behave now. Don't make me send you to sorry, Vietnam. Sorry, that just makes me think of one of the nice guys. He's like, oh, break your his arm, yeah. No, no. no. <laughs> I was Tell like, them. You have I was like, oh no, please no. And then, like, how uncomfortable the sex scene is. Oh, In a way, like, it kind of plays out because it's like their first time and they're also cousins. Ugh. And I was like, okay, they got away with it because it's kind of like, Nikki wakes up in the middle of the night and just wakes up. <laughs> and like, yeah, and no, like no, 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 I, I, I don't want, like, I, I know the theory of it, but also then they don't explain why, like, at no other point, like, even though that scene trying, when they're kind of like. to decide remember i just remember really liking this movie the first time i watched it so i don't really remember <coughs> i remember being creeped out by that whole sequence but i don't know it's like it's another thing that made me think of dog tooth because it's like 
it's this, it's not like obviously it's Dogtooth is a completely different movie and handled in a very different way but they do have a sort of similar kind of like sex scene of like just complete and utter pure discomfort and uh, not quite as mechanical yeah not quite as mechanical let's say as uh, as Dogtooth but like that same just like uh... and then all I could think of as well was obviously uh, the sweet hereafter yeah like yeah, pretty hard. But like, I think yeah. Like I obviously had my problems with the way they dealt with that as well. Well, like but, um, even scenes that are preceding to it is like it's not even that there's like a build up or anything that is good. Like <laughs> it's it's just a I, I, a movie I, of two halves. I wanted him to just throw the like quite literally like that's the problem as well. It's the it just abandons on the conviction that it had in the beginning and becomes like such a conventional movie. I feel that like the, the, like for him, because there's still clearly so much care put into this, that, you know, this, this really is, you know what I mean? That like the, he, like obviously they never, never going to have enough money to expand the whole thing, but this was like the, mo- the amount of it that he could make that and he, you know, like this is the thing he really wanted to make. And it's like, why? <laughs> But like maybe if if you had the time, I'd say a two-hour movie to do it in. Mm. Maybe I don't like know. that like would have you, been. You've seen some of his other fiction, haven't you? Well, like Arabian Nights, but uh, I haven't seen the the, the other one. I, I seen the first Arabian Nights, which is meant to be the worst of the three. Yeah. And I wasn't a huge fan of it. Like, um, didn't think it was terrible per se, mm. but it's just like. Uh, <laughs> He should, Again, he should be a documentary filmmaker. It's kind of like anthology kind of movie. Yeah, like he, he has a real touch for people, mm. and and, and uh, it's a very specific um, set of skills. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Liam Neeson is just there. I have a very particular set yeah, of skills. Yeah, but Liam Neeson would turn up on the hills and kill I will everybody. film you. I will document you, <laughs> and I will sell you. But uh, yeah, to like. Festivals. <laughs> For the, like and in a way it kind of explains when I was watching in the beginning it's like why didn't this make a bigger splash mm. and then it made sense to I me I don't know it's two and a half hours of like you know batshit <laughs> like I don't know if... yeah but like in festival like even if you yeah. watch like what they did it's like the, the biggest prize or biggest I festival it I... got to was the critics yeah. award in the Sao Paulo Film Festival yeah. like if it was I think that if everything was the quality of the first half, mm. it would have made it to Venice and whatever because they surely like sent it everywhere. It also has the uh, has the price of being the film that has the lowest box office that we've done so far. It has eighty nine oh. grand, that, oh. that was there, which is kind of sad, but it still made more than the first weekend of Kevin's new movie. A hundred and sixty nine dollars. <laughs> Not even the people that made the fucking movie <laughs> went to it. It's like an average. <laughs> average price poor cinema that is lower than a single ticket it is just funny yeah the, um uh well on on that note the kevin spacey note yes uh, <laughs> she seems to be popping up very often well too often um ricardo what was your favorite thing <laughs> the, everything about the first half like uh <laughs> cinematography the sound design is absolutely impeccable yeah, like yeah yeah the the usage of like the the sound guy also like that catching guy, the sounds. oh i love that and the, just like that yeah I, I do love like the breaking the fourth wall constantly yeah. of like when you see the other camera up when you see them changing filters like i love that and also not understanding <laughs> what is being like um constructed and what's not and which mm. like makes it so interesting as a documentary also the it's like what do we 
where do you stand as an audience member? Mm. Like, even when he's interviewing people, it, there's a change between people going completely honest without realizing they're being recorded and mm. then uh, uh, starting to perform as somebody that has been recorded, you know? Yeah, particularly on, in front of camera. Yeah, and I, I thought that it was, like, super interesting and I just wish that there was either more of it or if he had managed to find an ending for it within mm. it. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, well... Uh, my favorite thing was the cinematography, <clears throat> which is lovely. Yeah, I think because it's like that, along with the music, is the thing that ties the whole thing together. Um, because even though I, I agree that not everything is is is, is interesting, um, <clears throat> just because like you know it's <clears throat> we're moving strictly into drama then, like and some of it is a bit ropey with like the old cameras and stuff, but like some of it still is absolutely fantastic and. It still man, it has that kind of bleached out quality that is just oh, it's just so summer. Like you can feel the water, you can feel the heat. In a way, I think maybe that made me think of Stranger by the Lake as well. In the way that Stranger by the Lake doesn't quite get because it's yeah. not summer. Yeah, yeah, which is um, and I just I it's it, it's so much of it is just so so palpable, and I I absolutely oh god yeah so fab. What was your least favorite thing? Oh, the pedophilia. <laughs> well, that's fair. Like, I think that is, it has no place to be in this movie whatsoever. It's just like, if he'd have done something with it, fine, but no. And also if the woods, considering the structure of the film that it is, because considering, like, I know that this script existed before they made the movie, okay? Mm. Like, before they um, made the first part of the movie. Yeah. But considering that you're embedding both together, you cannot just fucking let it, let it lie. You yeah. know, uh, I can't go up. Oh, it was in the original script. It, if it was there, it should have had like a callback to maybe like a story that he heard of somebody. Yeah, it that needs to be some... connected, not just that. Oh yeah, yeah Italy full of pedophiles. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and then the way also that it deals with it is like even if it because dealt properly cousin, with the it, the cousin thing is different. You know what I mean? And then you can see that, like, the other dad being like, what are you doing kind of thing. But it's... And also, the, the cousin <laughs> thing is that kind of thing when you're, like, 18 and you never see your cousin and you just mm. met your cousin. It's different when you have, like, daily interaction yeah. with somebody, you know? That's, like, that's something that you would believe. Yeah. Whereas just, like, adding the extra layer of the... I think it's because, like, I just didn't believe in the dad at all that it was just, like... I don't know. Both dads. One is like so over the top. He hates <laughs> Portugal so much. Like no matter how bad it gets, we always come back. For the codfish. <laughs> what is codfish? Uh, bacalhau. It's cod. Uh, it's cod, but like it's... Uh, uh, what they do is uh, bacalhauada. It's called... It's like they dry age the cod in salt mm. and then you make a stew with potatoes and olives mm. and stuff like that and, oh my God, that's and then you cook boiled eggs in the <sighs> stew so the eggs have like the taste of the stew and then you just like break it all up and like when like one of my mom's work friends every time that amazing. they go back to portugal they bring back bacalhau for my mom i've been to portugal twice and have never had this it's amazing like uh, there are parts of brazil that you also eat it because of mm. the, obviously the influence and like in sao paulo in the markets you'd have like huge pieces of cod that are completely salted and you could buy the entire cod because it just the lasts entire cod. 
the entire class. It just lasts because it's already kind of aged. The entire it's um, it's kept, but at the same time, uh, yeah. then you can have like a big party kind of thing with it, like uh, like when autumn starts rolling in. Uh, but also they have a lot of like just cod dishes, kind of mm. the, like the same as Ireland, like mm. but without fish and chips. You know, we do all the things with God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, my God. I saw, like, somebody lose the plot in a restaurant. Uh, I can't remember what was the restaurant, but once I saw, like, the most Irish person ever uh, in the restaurant who ordered the fish and chips without reading the description of the fish and chips. You know, like, when you're in a posh restaurant that yeah. is, like, whatever, and the fish and chips was salmon with mashed potato. And your mom was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> To be fair, that is bullshit. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> no, it takes oh. some balls to... Oh, that, I, I don't like that at all. That's awful. Oh, God, the arrogance required. Uh, <laughs> one special chops, <laughs> Yeah, you've been gaslighted into liking this. <laughs> into healthy food. Oh, uh, my God. Like, uh, I've had this before that you said, like, the disappointment. But I'm never sorry. something that has been, like so split in the middle yeah. you know that before it's like disappointment that from the beginning i was like i i just want to enjoy this just go the right direction and yeah. then it doesn't go but never seen i I'm I, sorry. I seldom have seen the I'm movie sorry for the shift i i but also it's because it was so long like i see movies that lose their way like for the third act or whatever yeah. but you still have it's only like half an hour or something that you're dealing with but like an hour and a half of like an hour and 15 minutes thereabouts of it. And it, like the more even that I think about it, it's like there's enough time there to develop the good stories. Not that like mm. suddenly he's shoehorning the story into half an hour. I don't know. I don't know. This movie just perplexed me in uh, in ways that, <laughs> like you know what it felt like. Mm. It felt like going with it on a first and second day with somebody that you fell in love with, like almost like first sight, and then they shit on your heart. <laughs> That's never happened to us, though. No. Uh, <laughs> on that note, there was a lot of shit in this uh, episode. Uh, on that note. Quite <laughs> literally. That was our beloved month of August. Or the dear month of August, which it is on IMDb. But if you search for our beloved, it will reroute. Because, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, like, uh, the correct uh, tr- uh, translation is that dear. Okay. Uh, month of August which I think it's more accurate in a way mm. because it's like it's like it's just everybody's but it doesn't belong yeah. to everybody you know like yeah. or beloved is like it sounds almost like it's just this family kind of thing yeah. it's this more is like the entire region yeah yeah cool Ricardo cool. where can they find us they can find us on Facebook the recommendation game and Twitter at the rec game the recommendation game at gmail.com is our email address you can also catch up to episodes in the Dublin Digital Radio Mixcloud and iTunes and your podcasting mm. thing of We're on choice. all those places. And leave a like, review, etc. if you can. And then also uh, oh yeah, Mondays 11th, was it? 11 to 12 on Dublin <laughs> Digital Radio. 91 episodes in. Uh, yeah, cool. Uh, next week's review is Ricardo's pick. Ricardo, what are you picking? Uh, Small Town by Nora Bilchelan. Oh, exciting. Cool, cool. Until then, I was Orla Medinas. And I was Ricardo Deacon. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye.